Why did they want to kill him? They wanted to kill him because he preached the gospel. He preached that Christ was indeed the very Messiah. Good morning and thank you for tuning in to the Walking by Faith podcast with Reverend Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Join him this morning as he continues his message about the journeys of the Apostle Paul starting in Acts 9 chapter 22. Listeners may follow Crossroads Ministries on social media and visit our website crossroadsministries.webador.com for our monthly devotionals, platforms, and more. Welcome to the Welcome of Faith podcast. This is Mark Hawks. Thank you once again for joining us. I want to continue on the preaching about the missionary journeys of the Apostle Paul, but I want to go back just a few chapters, and I want to just recap just a little bit here in the ninth chapter of the book of Acts, speaking about Saul of Tarsus, the Apostle Paul. And it says in verse 22, But Saul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews which dwelt at Damascus, proving that this is the very Christ. And after that many days were fulfilled, the Jews took counsel to kill him. But their lying await was known of Saul, and they watched the gates day and night to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night and laid him down by the wall in the basket. And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he essayed to join himself through to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. Verse 27. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. You know, somebody may ask, well, why did they want to kill him? Well, the answer is very simple and the explanation is here in the Bible. Barnabas reassures the rest of the disciples and the people at the church that the Apostle Paul had indeed seen and heard the Lord. The Lord had spoken unto him and that he had witnessed the Apostle Paul, Saul, preaching Christ and him crucified in the synagogues. Why did they want to kill him? They wanted to kill him because he preached the gospel. He preached that Christ was indeed the very Messiah. And Barnabas went on to say in verse 29, and he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord and disputed among the Grecians. Now, verse 31, then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. You know, Jesus said, you know, when I'm talking about why did they want to kill the Apostle Paul, Jesus also said, and I, I think in that chapter he's referring to the great tribulation days, but I think that we're getting close to that time too. I think Jesus said in St. John chapter 16, verse 2, the time will come when they that kill you will think that they're doing God a service. So we go on down here to verse 32. Now we want to leave the Apostle Paul, Saul of Tarsus, just for a little while. And I want to just talk here a little bit about the Apostle Peter. In verse 32, And it came to pass, as Peter passed throughout all quarters, he came down also to the saints which dwelt at Leda. And there he found a certain man named Ananias, which had, had kept his bed eight years and was sick of the palsy. And Peter said unto him, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole, arise and make thy bed. And he arose immediately. And all that dwelt at Leda and Sharon saw him that was healed, sick of the palsy, by the apostle Peter, and turned to the Lord. Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named also Tamitha. This woman was full of good works. Verse 37, it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died. Now this woman, Tamitha, she was a woman of good works, the Bible tells us. Tells us that she was sick and she died. Whom they had washed, they laid her up in an upper chamber. And for as much as Leda was nigh unto Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there. They sent 
sent unto him two men desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. Verse 39. Then Peter arose and went with them, and when he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber, and all the widows stood by, weeping and showing the coats and the garments which Tamitha had made while she was with them. Verse 40. But Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed, turning him to the body, said to Tamitha, the woman that's dead. He said, Tamitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. Verse 41. And he gave her his hand and lifted her up, and when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. So we find here in the book of Peter, we leave Saul for a little while. We come to the apostle Peter, and he heals the sick of the palsy. And he also, not only does he doesn't, he goes a step further. He not only heals a man with the sick of the palsy, but he raises a woman by the name of Tamitha, a woman of good works. He didn't pray all night. He didn't exercise all night in prayer. He spoke to her on the authority of being an apostle. Verse 42, And it was known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. And it came to pass that he tarried many days in Joppa with one Simon a Tanner. Every time that a healing took place by the apostle, it was for one reason. What was that reason? Yes, to deliver somebody from sickness. Yes. But every time that whether a sick of the palsy or raising somebody that had been dead, every time the Bible says that the people turned to the Lord. It says in verse 42 of this chapter, And it was known after he raised Tamitha up throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. And it says here in the sick of the palsy that many turned to the Lord. That's the purpose of preaching the gospel. The purpose of preaching the gospel is not to glorify men, not to lift up anybody's name, not to bring attention to me or anybody else, but to lift up Jesus Christ. For he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. If it's not lifting up the name of Christ, if it's not to edify the body of Christ, if you're just preaching a social gospel and a watered-down gospel, if you're not preaching the whole counsel of God in these days in which we live, then it's just a waste of time. Because because we have this great, great opportunity to preach the gospel, to spread the gospel, to give out the gospel. Because in this world, this country is becoming extremely hostile to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're, I think we're almost to a place where that they, if they kill you, they think they're doing God a service. All these things Jesus said they will do because they have not known me, nor have they known the Father. But the Apostle Peter said in Acts 9.34 to the sick of the palsy, Christ maketh thee whole. I think that's a statement that says a lot. Christ makes men whole, body, soul, and spirit. I think that'd be a good idea to put that in front of every church throughout throughout America, that Christ maketh thee whole. He is the great physician. I want to go over here to the book of St. Luke, chapter 23. St. Luke, chapter 23, verses 39 and 40. And it's our Lord and Savior upon the cross. And Luke writes, and he says this, and the two thieves, the malefactors, he calls them malefactors, the two thieves, one of them said to him, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other thief, the other one, rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God? We receive justly for our deeds. But this man has done nothing amiss, he said in verse 41. And then the thief that rebuked the other thief, saying, Do you not fear God? The thief turns to Jesus and says and calls him Lord. I want you to notice that. He called him Lord. You know, the Bible tells us, the Bible tells us that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3, the apostle Paul wrote, and I'm talking about respecting holy things. I'm talking about approaching God in the, in the right spirit. 
Cain slew his brother Abel because his deeds were evil, because he was envious, because he was jealous. God told him, he said, if you do well, you shall be accepted. But if you do not well, then sin lieth at the door. There's a way that we approach God. We approach him with reverence. We approach him with respect. We enter into his holiness. That's something that I don't take lightly. I don't think churches should take it lightly. Coming into the presence of God, a holy God. The thief addressed him and said to him, he didn't say, hey, hey, Jesus. Hey, Jesus. Hey, hey buddy, can you help us out here? No, that's not the way he, he did it. They're dying upon the cross. They, they're, they're in agony and pain. And this is a tragedy. But the thief recognized. He knew that he was hanging upon that cross because he had been tried and convicted and been found guilty of a crime. Therefore, he was being punished. The two thieves had an opportunity to change where they were going, where they were headed to for eternity. And that thief, after he rebuked the other thief, don't you fear God? We receive justly for what we receive him because we're guilty. But this man has done nothing amiss. He turns to Christ with respect and he says to him, Lord, remember me when you come into thy kingdom. Remember me, Lord, when you come into thy kingdom. That's all I ask. He didn't ask. Anything more. He just asked, Lord, remember me when thou enter into thy kingdom. And I go back to what the Apostle Peter said in Acts chapter 9, verse 34. Before he healed the sick of the palsy. Now, Peter didn't heal him. The Spirit of God, Christ, the living Christ inside of Peter, healed the man. But the Lord Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, used the Apostle Peter to raise and up Tamitha and heal the sick of the palsy. If this Spirit, which which was in Christ dwelleth in you, it shall also raise our mortal bodies and quicken us. And the thief said, remember me. That's all he asked. He didn't ask for a mansion on the hill. He didn't ask. He didn't ask to be brought down from the cross. He didn't ask for a miracle. He asked, Lord. He approached him, his holiness. He addressed him, Lord, remember thou me when you come into your kingdom. That's all I ask. And Jesus said, this day thou shalt be with me in paradise. You see, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I'm talking about holy things, holy things. His name is holy, Jesus Christ. Holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners. Holy and harmless and undefiled. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3, Wherefore I give you to understand that no man, no man speaking by the Spirit of God, calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Dottie Rambo wrote a song years ago. She was a great, great songwriter. If any woman had a gift to write beautiful gospel songs, it was Dottie Rambo. And she wrote that song, 10,000 years and we just begun. 10,000 years won't be a drop in the bucket. It won't be a drop in the bucket compared to eternity. 10,000 years and we just begun to praise and worship his holy name. I thank you so much for being here with us today. I want to continue here on the in the book of Acts. May the Lord bless you and keep you until the next podcast in Jesus name. Amen.
Thank you for listening to the Walking by Faith podcast with Reverend Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Tune in again Sunday, February 13th for a new message. Listeners may follow Crossroads Ministries on Facebook for all the latest updates. And if you would like to partner with Crossroads Ministries and Walking by Faith, consider donating through our Anchor or Spotify platforms. If you have a prayer request, you may message us via the Facebook Messenger app and all requests are kept private. Because we walk by faith, not by sight, we hope that this message has touched your hearts and your homes this Sunday.